This is an Indie Sunday podcast. Follow Indie Sunday at I-N-D-I-E-S-U-N-D-A-Y on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Snapchat. Contact Indie Sunday for all your creative needs, from design to marketing. Marching to the stadium is absolutely amazing. It's telling the world, man, we're coming. You really feel like these are your brothers and your sisters when you're walking into this the This CMW podcast is brought to you by American Outlaws. Unite and strengthen. When a goal happens in a game. There is nothing better than that feeling. Our energy, our vibe, everything that we do comes together as one. This is episode 14. We've got Del Schaefer, myself, John Waterhouse. And this crazy ass dog Lola. Watch the world around fly by us. Come on and we'll try one last time. One for the floor. One more time to find you. On a specified Well, who do you want? 
Let me talk to your mother. Well, my mother's not here. You know you're lying. Get your mother, please. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Do it now. Come on. Where is she? Who? Sarah Connor. I don't know where she's at. Don't fucking bullshit me. I'm not. No, it is not true. What's that? You Stop here? it! Stop whining. You lack discipline. Huh. Well, I've got news huh? for you. You are mine now. You belong to me. Is that right? Yeah. You psychopathic bitch. Oh, I am, Emma. Affirmative. You don't even know me. Come on, baby. You know you're the girl of my dreams. Huh? Do you know me? Yeah. Okay, who am I? Catherine Brewster. No, I don't think so. Come on, don't bullshit me. Uh, I like bullshitting people. You son of a bitch. Don't do that. Don't do what? So don't give me that crap. Huh? Don't bullshit me. Bullshit who? Who am I bullshitting? Are you on here? Yes. Well, why aren't you talking to me when I talk to you? You're a damaged goods lady. Am I now? Seems yeah. like you're big chicken not telling me who you are. Negative. You can't tell me who you are? No. Why not? I'm not authorized to answer your question. Yeah, I think you Desire can. is irrelevant. Huh? I am a machine. What's the matter? Why do, I hear music? Why do I hear music in the background? I don't know. You sure you don't need any help? No. How come? What do you want from me? Hello? I want to ask you a bunch of questions. Who is this? I'm a cop, you idiot! Where are you? California. I'm sorry, your phone's breaking up. What'd you say? California. Well, sir, I'm gonna hang up now. Go and kiss your mother's behind. This is CMW. Episode 14. Made a 14, man. That means shit, we were doing basically one a week. So, not too bad. We're still going. You know, in a couple of months, three months, I don't know. Four. Eight. Sixteen. Four. Like, we've made it almost four months. Still going. You know? Uh,. This episode probably is going to be more about community than anything. So, it'll be a little bit about soccer. We're going to talk to Dell here in a little bit. He'll be calling in. He is our VIP, old Dell. So, this week, I mean, personally, I don't know if you really care, but I got. Maybe we should talk to Dell about this freaking tax thing. I don't, I don't know what's happening, but if you guys, if you guys own property or own a vehicle, uh, you will totally understand. So I bought its house, and I thought at closing that the so I bought it in March two thousand seventeen. And my understanding, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the brightest guy. I'm kind of an idiot. <clears throat> my understanding was that it was actually going to be paid for, for the following year, 
whatever at closing right you pay taxes and it's kind of like a car the whole car thing i thought the same thing you pay the amount you're gonna pay and then that takes care of your taxes for at least a whole year I don't know why I'm under the impression that that should freaking happen, but apparently it doesn't. So I got a notice of delinquent tax pays for my property. And I'm trying to understand why that's happening. So I'm getting certified letters, blah, blah, blah. Like I have only, oh crap, hold on. That's Dell. Dell's calling in right now because he wants to. Hey, Dell, can you hold on one second? What are you doing? Uh, I'm actually recording the podcast right now, starting the, doing the intro. Yeah, okay. So, uh... Can we call back? Yeah, you want to call back? I guess, yeah. Where are you calling back? I'm just ready to go whenever you are. Alright, I'll uh, call you back in 15. I'm not going to edit this either, because I'm, I'm live right now. I even have the light on and everything. Okay. All right, I'll call you back in 15. Okay. All right. So that was Dell. He's really anxious. He really wants to talk right now. All right. So long story short, um, I am I'm getting notices now that I'm delinquent in all these freaking taxes. It's nuts. It's freaking nuts. And. Honestly, I'm just going to fucking restart this whole fucking thing. Because apparently nobody wants me to fucking do this episode. I'm, dude, I'm so comfy right now. I am sitting in my little 19 freaking 70s freaking egg-shaped chair. Relaxing. I got a dog barking at me. I got Del calling me. I don't want to edit this. The door is open. Like I'm looking, I'm looking at my Chihuahua, and the door is completely open for her to be able to get in. <laughs> but she's just sitting at the door, flipping, barking at me. All right. So, anyways, let me get to this. <clears throat> so I'm getting delinquent. Freaking certified letters. Blah blah blah. Right, and I find out. Stop, shut the fuck up. It's me. It's me, asshole. Lola! You're completely interrupting me and you're pissing me off. Are you gonna be chill now? Probably not. Alright, so. I. I feel like there's a lot of fucking echo because I opened this fucking door out of my sound room. Hold on. You're locked in here now, bitch. What you gonna do? <laughs> no food, no water. You stuck in here. Alright. So. I fucking realized that I call my dad. He's like, hey, that should be due November 18th, but not the amount. Like, I was. I was the bill was five grand, right? The house that I bought is fucking not worth five grand a fucking year for taxes there's just it, there's no way it's it's impossible so uh, apparently i called around apparently dell was like well automatically you're charged six percent regardless you have to go up there and change it so if you're 
about to be a homeowner or homeowner you're closing or whatever make sure you find the county that you are buying the house in that you go up to the tax office and say listen i'm the primary residence i'm that's my primary residence i'm staying there um and you need to change it from six to four percent because they'll charge you they don't give a like that's apparently at least in south carolina it's an automatic i don't know of any other states or countries but that it's just nuts like so they automatically put you in that i remember now from the first house that i bought in 2012 maybe i think for anyways that we had to change it through when we were when we were uh paying taxes they were like hey you need this change blah 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 so it's an automatic thing at least for south carolina um, so change it fucking, you got to go to the tax office or whatever. And if, and what I found out when I went to the tax office today, cause I had to pay these delinquents. So what, what happened was what happened was the previous owner from what I'm told from the tax office did not pay her taxes for 2016 and 17. And now I have to prove that I was not in this residence and from that time period until March 17, which is fine. Uh, they just asked for my electrical bill, blah, 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 or when it first started, which is, which is cool. Um, turn, come to find out that at the closing, they did not give me a credit and Dell was my real estate agent. It's not his deal. I think it's more of the attorney that should have explained it a little bit better. Like I said, I'm a dumbass. Might have. I just like, eh. But I didn't receive anything. So they look into their file, whatever. The whole, all these, all the regular, all the other stuff for taxes apparently were sent to the previous owner and her address, even under my name. Long story short, we find out that when they started changing or started sending me stuff was when it got filed under with the county that they were actually going to seize my property. That's when I was like, oh, crap, got to pay this. I don't care what it is. But the good thing is. All we got to do is I just went up to the tax office. They are actually going to credit me everything. So, um, yeah, like it's not, there's a lot that goes on these days and there's so much information and stuff like that. I guess with paying bills, like no wonder my ex-wife was so stressed and I never, I, I never got it until now. I was like, ah, it's cool. We'll just pay it. Blah, blah, blah. Why are you stressing? No, it's. Yeah, I fucked up real bad. Not realizing, not realizing how stressful all this stuff is. It's crazy. I had to um, basically put kind of everything else like about life like on hold. Um, I, I'm still doing it to try to get my, I guess my life in order. Um, you know. So, anyways, I 
Huh. Life hacks. All right. So quick, cheap life hacks. We're gonna go into that. I'm done talking about freaking. Oh wait, hold on, real quick before I do that. Uh, then, so uh, right today, I swear to God, right after I paid all my taxes and got that, and I'm slowly and get that, you know, kind of squared away and have like a game plan and all that stuff um, situated. I open my fucking mailbox to find a fucking tax letter again. Again, another fucking tax letter from my fucking county to pay my car taxes, which I just bought this truck, what, a month ago, maybe is when I bought it, maybe a month, maybe two months ago, I bought this truck, and now they're wanting me to pay by next month um, my taxes for the year. So I got to figure that one out real quick, because I'm pretty sure that I paid my taxes for the year on that one. So I don't know if it's the county that's really messing this up, but guys, I don't, if you have money and you're just paying your stuff, don't, this is what I'm realized. Don't just pay your stuff because the one thing, this is, this is why I started paying attention way more attention to my bills than anything. I was like, I'm going on a spending freeze. I got to. I got to go on a spending freeze. I am actually trying to do this thing where they, where you don't, uh, where, or not you, but where I uh, don't consume much trash. So that is buying a lot more healthier without plastic bags or anything like that. I'm actually trying to reconserve. So if I buy beer, um, there's a place the, a new grocery store or Lowe's um, that I go to and I'll buy growlers and I have or have growlers that they actually refill and stuff like that. So that's less consumption of, of non-recycled products. So what I'm basically doing is trying to just do away with trash. So definitely no straws. You know what I mean? Like go to, you know, like that's, that's, that's the whole deal right now. Just don't fucking use straws. Um, and that's mainly, and the crazy thing about it, it's not just about global warming or the pollution that we are like the trash landfills, all that crap. What it's actually doing is helping me eat healthier and be more aware of my spending and what I'm doing. Uh, I just, before man, the last year I was just, I went crazy. I went crazy. Um, not mentally, just spending crazy, and that was just not cool, man. I, I didn't care. Like, and I realized that when I was looking at my bins. Uh, my recycler bin was always full with a bunch of crap from Amazon, eBay, whatever. I did, I had to delete those apps, you know? I just had to do it. It's not, yeah, there's probably some things that I need, but now... It'll actually help me kind of, you know, park that and really think, do I need, do I need that or do I want it? Uh, that was one thing that my dad ever taught me. Well, you know, besides the fact that he always saying, uh, the Rolling Stones, you can't always get what you want. And there's a good right line in there. You may try sometimes, but you just might find you get what you need. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do because before it's just, I want, I want, I want, I buy, I buy, I buy, spend, 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 
and there's just crap. So, this is kind of more rant, whatever. Um, this episode is going to be about not soccer that much, mainly about community and life, and that's what this whole podcast is really kind of aimed to be at. Music, soccer, and community. So, we are going to call Dell back here right now and know that he is just anxious and waiting right now. I don't know what we're going to talk to him about. Hopefully, uh, life. We're going to ask him about his kids. Nobody gives a crap about that. Hopefully, he didn't post too much stuff about his kid. I know that he put his freaking toddler in a freaking mank jersey. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. That poor child. You know, it's before she had even had a choice to pick. He just put it on her. Great. Good job. At least, like, do a national team. You know, and I could give a crap. Like, what, you know, like, she was born in the U.S. Give her a U.S. jersey. That's fine. Jerseys are fine. But shit, man. Freaking Mank jersey? Who does that? So, anyways. Alright. I'm going to pause this. We are going to call Dell right now. Now, this is CMW Music. Hi, I'm Kurt with an MTV News special report. Police say controversial rap star Tupac Shakur is entering the street level lobby of an eight floor So, uh, we got Del on the phone right now. Del, say hello. Hello, everyone. Del, we haven't, we have talked to you about soccer. Um, and now I kind of want to ask you a little bit about your real estate company or your real estate career and how you're building community and basically because i know that i know that real estate has a lot to do with building friendships and building community if you don't then you're probably not the best real estate agent correct correct so when did you start when did you start selling or when did you when did you decide that you were going to actually cuz i know that we talked before Actually, I think we might have talked today that you previously were going to be an insurance agent, which is what I'm trying to do. Uh, you do not know if you failed or flunked the test. I know that I failed barely. But what made you decide to go into real estate? Well, when I came back from overseas, I was working for Chick-fil-A. I started at the very bottom and worked my way up to being a manager slash corporate trainer for Chick-fil-A and then I did not want to leave Charleston because my wife is a teacher here I wanted to stay here with my family build a family build a community and so I had previously worked for Carolina One Real Estate when it was Prudential Carolina and my dad was working for them at the time so I decided that would be a better fit for me and um, when I got my business degree back at the Citadel I was kind of worried about Uh, I'd become a Christian, and so I didn't necessarily know that I was all about making money. I was more interested in serving others. And so when I first got into real estate, I wasn't sure kind of how that would manifest itself. You know, if I would feel that that feeling that I'm helping others by, you know, making a career, making money, selling houses. And I didn't want to be like a salesy salesman, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like a car salesman? Yeah, because I, you know, I had had some interactions with car salesmen, or just when I was working in cell phone sales straight out of college, I didn't like it. 
And so my goal with in real estate was more to build sort of like, it's, you don't laugh at this, but it's more like I wanted to kind of be like the Jerry Maguire of real estate. Right. I wanted to focus on small numbers of people at first, the people that I knew, people that knew and liked me and trust me, like friends and family and referrals. And that's kind of how I did it. And I spent all my time focusing on those first few customers. And that's kind of how I've built my business. So now, I mean, we all know, I think we've talked about it and made jokes about it, that you are the number one realtor in Mount Pleasant. What does that, what does that mean to you? I mean, I just wanted to, to do that. Um, they have the contest every year, you know, in various publications in Mount Pleasant, they have a competition with Mount Pleasant magazine where people can vote for the best, whatever it is. And I just wanted to get my name out there and that's a way for me to do it. And, you know, some people think I'm the best because I'm always available. If you call me, you pretty much always reach me, don't you? I mean, well, that's really true. Hard to reach me? But but see, that's that's the deal. Is that's what, what's funny about you is that there's sometimes where I don't know the difference between are you answering my phone because we're friends, or are you answer my phone because it might be business. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, never I never really know the distinction between either. And is that are you like that with other clients or your friends or like how does how does that work? Yeah, I mean, when I first got in the business, I had you know I'd had interactions with other agents or with you know rental agents where you could never get a hold of them, and I found out that that was one of the problems with our industry is that sometimes you can never get a hold of your agent, your realtor, and so my goal has been to always answer the phone as much as it's humanly possible unless I'm spending time with my family. Now, what about your email? Um, it's, it's harder to get a hold of me by email. I mean, it's, I, you can get a hold of me, but the problem is we get so many spam emails or just emails about, you know, houses trying to be sold by other agents or people trying to market to us to have us use their services for, you know, Zillow sure. or whatnot. So the, I try to be as reachable as possible. Um, text, phone, returning calls as you know quickly as I can. So that has set me apart, I think, from other people as well. Well, that's great. I mean, so do you think that what if what if you got your license for insurance? What kind of insurance are you going to sell? Well, I got recruited by a company in Mount Pleasant, and I, at first I was just the project manager, right? And they were going to slowly, you know, have me learn the business for financial planning, but it just didn't work out at the time. I was more like a secretary, and it just I did it for a couple of months and wasn't happy. Okay. So, so wasn't you know. so it wasn't like life insurance where basically they kind of give you training for the first week and then the next thing you know you're hanging out with another agent and you're making money off of them because you're just hanging out and getting calls. Yeah. No, I was just sending out letters, calling people about appointments. And what? What? Hold on. What insurance company? Can you say what insurance company you work for? It was it was a financial planning firm here locally. Oh well, that's not that's not anything. No. Yeah. Yeah. So. What's interesting is that the reason that I, I don't know, hopefully the second time around I either pass it. If I don't pass it, then I'm just going to go and try to find a freaking factory job <laughs> or, or 
I've been told a couple of times that a couple of people, uh, my buddy Daniel Searles called me and he's like, hey man, you really need to go into real estate. And that's when I was talking to you and I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I should. Cause I love, I love houses. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, I love not just, I don't know. I love being in them. I know a lot about construction. I wouldn't say that I'm an expert, but I know enough more. I would say more than an average buyer. You know what I mean? I, when I, when I got in real estate, I had never even bought a property, never. And then I basically knew almost nothing. So the whole time, I just slowly learned by being around everybody, being in the office, and slowly learned the lingo. And then I would start speaking, and I was like, whoa, I actually sound like I know what I'm talking about. Right, yep. And I, after a while, I just kind of thought about, you know, I need to stick to one thing, and I need to learn and kind of master my craft, and that was real estate for me, you know, when I was 33 or whatever. And they talk about, I guess, that 10,000-hour rule with, you know, kind of learning um, your business, your craft, and just spending that much time in it where you can be a master and get past that wall of learning where you don't feel like, you, you know, comfortable. But, you know, like the only thing that scares me about going into real estate in Charleston is that I swear that maybe two to three out of ten friends that I have are agents. Not kidding. Yeah, they say every person knows about 12 real estate agents. Oh, it's nuts. It's nuts. And and that's is that just Charleston, or, or do you think that's nationally? Um, that's Charleston, but, I mean, there are similar markets, like Nashville. Nashville is kind of that way, and... Um, you know, when the market's doing really good, everyone kind of wants to get their license. But when, you know, it when it drops, people, you know, drop right. out of the business. But I have a prediction usually, that the, I have a prediction that the market's probably going to drop in the next two years. Not kidding. Uh, okay. I think, I've heard different things. I, I, I feel that the bubble is going to burst, which is unfortunate. Um, so that's why the house that I bought now, I bought it. I did. I'm living here primarily for two years, but I did. I feel like it is definitely going to be an investment, um, especially with so many things that are going to on. I don't think that Charleston's going to get hit that bad with all the industry that we have. So I don't think we have too much to worry about. But I do think the bubble is going to burst around the United States. That's what they say because our, our industry here, like our job market, is so great with the companies that have moved here with Volvo and you know, uh, Daimler, Chrysler, like Mercedes. Um, and those two, both of them, those two, Mercedes and Volvo, are just not even less than 10 miles from my house. Right, in Somerville. Yep, and me buying this house downtown, even though that it's small, I'm going to add on to it or whatever to where it's at least a two-bedroom, I think that I can make twice as much as what I bought it for. It's the same thing with us. We bought in December. And they are working on finishing uh, the Costco right around the corner from us. So that, and also Home Depot. Right. So that's going to be huge, I think, for property values. Well, that whole us. area. So, so Dell, if you don't know, Dell, Dell just bought a house in Upper Mount Pleasant, which is north north, north side of of Charleston. And before there was nothing but like maybe farmland or just just land. And now it's just completely, completely growing. And and Charleston is one of those cities, I think out of, I don't know, very few right now that are growing 
exponentially, like they're and fast, you know. Yeah, um, Charleston is a very kind of odd kind of singularity, uh, uh, you know, upon itself. There are not many cities that are like it, and it's not like the rest of the state at all. Well, Char- you know what? I've always said that Charleston is the most diverse and cultured city that's in South Carolina. Oh, yeah. You know, and that is damn hands down. Uh, we have a lot of people now. So we had a prop. We had a flux of people from Ohio that were moving here. Now we have a flux of people that are basically all over. We had a oh, we had a flux of people from Washington, from Seattle because of Boeing. Um, we My had, neighbors are from New Jersey and Chicago. Now we have New York, New Jersey, uh, Florida. I've been seeing a lot of Florida and Virginia tags lately. Maryland. And uh, like Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh. Area. Yeah, I mean it's it's nuts, and our I think the only problem is right now is basically, um, I I feel that this city is growing faster than the city government and county or whatever can handle. They have no idea what's going to happen, and they have no. To idea be honest, I think it's like that everywhere. Everyone is kind of moving more towards the metropolis, metropolitan areas. Well, yes. If you look around, especially South Carolina, is a great is a great explanation. If you're driving around in the country, these towns that what in the maybe seventies to nineties were booming, you know, like they had small industries that were great. But now you go through them, and they're freaking. There's ghost towns all over South Carolina, and I'm sure there's ghost towns all over the country. Yeah, I mean, look at uh, look at Charleston. You're going all the way into North Charleston with development, Park Circle. You're going out like Mount Pleasant into Allendale and uh, West Ashley, out towards Hollywood. Yeah, for sure. It's ridiculous, and it's not even that. Like, I mean, it's it's so bad where we the traffic we can't keep up. Road conditions cannot keep up. So they, so here an example was that. Highway 17 was built in Mount Pleasant. And by the time that it was finished, it was already 10 years obsolete. Same thing with 26. So with with Interstate 26, once they finished that, that was five years obsolete. Um, they I know this sounds nuts. It's just it's crazy not living in a city um, and watching something like this happen. And Charleston, you're right. Charleston is weird because... You have to go around your ass to get to your elbow, basically, because of marshland and waterland of how it's set up. Because we have all the barrier islands and and bridges, you know. We have a and freeze. Because, because we don't have very many, like, city centers, we don't have much walkability. Yeah, yeah. Especially Mount Pleasant, so that's what they need to work on. And we're actually, we're our own worst enemies because no one wants to take any type of public transport, so everyone kind of wants to have their own vehicle. Exactly. And even if they built a train, that would not help. What I did suggest, and this is just between, I mean, nobody else that's listening really cares, I'm sure. But what I did, I actually met this guy that works for um, the traffic. I don't know, whatever he does. But he apparently he has meetings with uh, Charleston County traffic and all that stuff or whatever. About what they're doing, I was like, why don't, why can't they just? All they have to do is save a little bit of, I mean, not even money. They they have the money right now. All they have to do is paint some lanes on 26 and make an HOV, 
it's not that hard. There's yeah, enough yeah. there's enough space for there to be an HOV both ways from Somerville to downtown Charleston. Are you that, talking about adding another lane? That would be that? What what it would be was basically it's an HOV so you know that little space? The I guess their turnoff space or whatever that's in the median, right? Sure. There's that if you look at it next time you'll see that there's enough space for a car to fit there. All they have to do is kind of shuffle around a couple like some lines, you know what I mean? Like painting, you know, lane lines and then doing one yellow and then painting in the middle next to the median HOV lane. And that would be basically you would have tickets you know, and like you have to be two or more people to commute, you know? So that would What's definitely weird that they don't have more lanes. It's a two lane road most of the way. Whereas what, 26? 95. 20, no, 26? Yeah. No, no, no. Highway 26 is the three-way, the majority from Somerville to Charleston, the majority of the way. Now there is so much. Somerville. If you look at it, hold on. If you look at it, there's so much space between that freaking concrete barrier and to that that uh, that inside lane sure. that you can fit another lane. All you have to do is just shuffle some stuff around, and you can add an HOV lane. Okay. And you look at it next time. Let next time you're driving on 26, you're like, "Holy crap! Yeah, a car could fit there." Um, yeah. And all it do is just you know what an HOV lane, right? You know what that is, right? So it's a carpool lane. You would just paint it yellow, and then if somebody has uh, only one person in that lane, you find them, whatever, and then you get your money to finish 526. Yep. Boom. Done. So, speaking of community. What are your ideas of how to build community? What have you done? What have you seen being done? Um, the reason I'm asking this is because apparently in Charleston, and I'm sure other cities, especially in USL, have problems of building community. What makes people stay in community, in a soccer community or whatever, um, compared to anything else? How do we do that? We've talked about it a little bit before. I know our bonus episode, it was crap. But the end of it made a lot of sense of we need to get the EPL guys to at least just come out. So what do we do? Like, I mean, what have you done? Like, your experience, do you have any ideas of, like, we just got to, like, you look in the stands, you see nobody. I mean, come on. They say that we have, like, four, I think 4,000, four to 8,000 is our, our attendance. And it's kind of ridiculous. We should be selling out at 20. I think it's gone up recently, but it was it went from around 2,000 to 3,000. But that's, you know, like you said, that's based off ticket sales. Correct. Um, what I've been doing recently is, um, well, my office in Mount Pleasant, my Carolina One real estate office, we have about 120 agents. And so my next goal is to try and have like an office night at one of the games because we've done stuff like we've gone to all and all green for like a barn jam on a Wednesday night as an office. Uh, we've done karaoke. And so I'm trying to have us all go together to a game and sit together because we're almost like a family. Anyway, we have community there at the office where we, you know, do baby showers for each other and celebrate birthday birthdays and, you know, wins and losses and people, we help people when they lose family members. So that's what I'm working on right now because 
the problem is that people haven't experienced the games. And so if they haven't been to a game, they don't really know what they're missing. So I, that's I agree. The first goal. I, no, I agree. So um, that might bring in, what, 20 more people at the most? I mean, the office is 120. So oh, I don't okay. know how many people would come, but I mean... I think there would be some interest there if they had come one time and enjoyed it. They would definitely come back and bring their kids. So, all right. So what about your personal experience on build? What I'm saying is how can not like, just, is there any advice that you have on how you're, you've built your real estate community with your clients and how we can work that into soccer? That is a huge question. And I'm, I'm definitely not, I don't think we're going to solve anything on this podcast, but we can definitely start a conversation. That's, that's exactly, um, that's, that's what we're here about. You know, how do we build community? I mean, how? there's so many questions to ask on that. I mean, do you talk about building the supporters group, building no, I'm the ta- I'm uh, talking about like, stands or? I'm ta- you know what, like, what have you done? What have you done to build your clients that you can work into building a soccer community? I mean, I feel like part of that is the job of the club. Um, what I, The ideas that I have had were mainly to do more exposés or um, spotlights on the players and their backgrounds like they have on ESPN. Like for one, you know, interview in, in depth uh, Odisnal Cooper and his background, how he got here how some of these guys started playing soccer and their dreams. Like, uh, Forrest Lasso had a great story. He's now with Cincinnati, but I really, you know, enjoyed getting to know him and his story. So that's one idea I have is highlighting your most important asset as a team. And that's the players and their dreams and maybe their relationships among each other and how they interact and how they build each other up and, um, teamwork and come together, that sort of thing. I, I, no, I, I think that's cool. I think that'd be really cool. I also think that maybe doing how you're doing marketing, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you didn't have any clients prior, but yet you were using your ability, I guess, or what you got from Carolina One from their marketing stuff to send out, uh, you know Mailings. flyers mailers mail-ins or whatever and i really feel that the battery's not doing that like yeah i understand that it's money but I basically honestly you know what Dell? this is the best this is the best i think i think i can really how i could explain of how to do it i think that it just kind of it kind of dawned on me <clears throat> with you with how you marketed and why i used you it's because you were in my face the whole time no, not like in a bad thing, but every day it didn't matter. I always like at least either twice, sometimes three times a week, I got a mailer with your name and face on it. Now, if I had that from Charleston Battery, I'd be like, it would take me a couple months in, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to a game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, because I think that your idea is great because... The truth is, out of sight, out of mind. And I think that is a lot to do 
with a lot of USL teams is that they don't have the big money uh, to be doing mailers, you know, or you know what I mean? Like, or like MLS where you're there. MLS is on TV locally, whatever. Like I've seen LA Galaxy. They got freaking billboards. They got pamphlets. They got whatever. Like you, like you just see LA Galaxy or whatever city, you know, any MLS team, you see it all the time if you're in that city. But USL is a lot different because they don't have that kind of pool. But I think that mailers might be a really, really great idea. You know what I mean? I disagree. I, I mean, really? I, I agree with your point. Yeah. Like of being, you know, in their face, top of mind awareness. But I actually, did you see the promo that the battery just did? Nope. They made a really good promo um, that's on their Twitter. I don't know if it's on YouTube, but I was watching YouTube today, and that is the number two search engine right now behind Google. And so I think it would be good for them to make more video highlights like they did today and put those as ads on YouTube for people locally. I, you know what? I think that, Or I think, Facebook yeah, ads. Yeah. Facebook, Facebook, I mean, social media, boom. Um, I think that's great. I think that's yeah. I think you might be right, especially you're going to get more millennials, which is but on the, which is. But on the other hand, they also for. need to take care, you know, the people they have right now, because if those those people feel valued, then they will be like, hey, you know, their neighbors will say, hey, where are you going? We're going to the game, and they bring people with them. So that's what we need is everybody bringing somebody else, you know, bringing their friends and uh, kind of adding them to the fold. I wonder if. Well, I know that they gave, I think they gave, what, season ticket holders, like, an extra ticket or something like that. Did they? I don't know. I know they did a couple of years ago where they would, basically, if you're a season ticket holder, they gave you, like, a couple extra tickets to give to your friends. Oh, uh, okay. Um, no, but speaking of which, they do, we do have the military night this Saturday yeah, against but, but uh, Bethlehem Steel, and they have free tickets that they're giving to all active duty military veterans and families well that's great and all and that's usually always a big turnout but i would say like at least what i'm looking at in e1 i know only one family that was military that has been consecutive in coming back because they're military because that night okay but those nights are filled because it's free yeah. Um, well, how do like I don't know. Like I just I'm I'm and the whole thing baffles me. I wish I really was. There was more communication or whatever that was in between all of that, so I knew. Because uh, I really just like I think you and I both really just want to help. We want to fill yeah, the like stands. A, a good t- hey, something uh, to you know talk about that is I just saw just now that we signed. A new player. It says former college Charleston captain Leland Archer. And I don't know if, you know, we got an email or anything about that at all from the battery. I just see it as a tweet. So, you I know, think, unless, you're, unless you're following them on Twitter, you wouldn't really know that. You know, yeah, exactly. So what they should do, my suggestion is on new stuff like that that comes out. They, yep. I know, I know that Anheuser, like, you know, whatever, he doesn't even really communicate until it's, like, until it's done. Like, there's never speculation or whatever. But if they could hold that off and try to, like, kind of leak it out themselves 
to get this speculation. Like, give it to freaking us. Uh, what is it? Soccer and sweet tea. Give it to um, the black and yellow post. Give it to whatever regiment. You know what I mean? Like, give it to these guys that have this kind of information first. At least give them, like, a, a day or two advance, right? Give them a day or two right. advance. Um, and let them leak it however the hell they're going to leak it through YouTube, through their podcast, through um, Twitter or whatever. And then maybe, I don't know. And then as you're doing that, actually... As you're not just giving it to the, them, you're also sending an email to your regiment members or to, you know what I mean, to your season ticket holders, you know, right. and then just kind of leak it out that way. I don't know. I think and maybe that, make a video of his highlights from College of Charleston and put that out there and maybe yeah. you know, make make a bit, make it more of a big deal of it than it maybe you would think you would need to. You know, Yeah, exactly. Because you know why? Like, I think that because then you have all these great... I secular i guess platforms that have nothing to do with charles that are not getting paid by charleston all this media outlets that will actually because they're passionate about it will spend their time and go in and actually probably make their own highlights they're actually probably make their own you know what i mean make their own memes or whatever and then and then all of a sudden you have boom like five days later you have charleston saying confirming all of it and it just makes it more exciting like let's you know what I mean? Kind of bedazzle me a little bit. Kind of kind of hang the carrot in front of me for at least about a week or two. And then we'll just chomp at the bit and be and then we'll be fine. You know? Um I don't know. I think you're 100% right, Dell. 100% right. I also think we could learn something from the River Dogs. They do really good promotions for their baseball games. Yes. Well, that's and that's we not just River Dogs. That would... Hey, that's not just River Dogs. That is basically almost every freaking baseball team. Um, the majority of them that are doing well are doing well because of their marketing right. and the promotions. I'm sorry. Go yeah. ahead, Dell. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you know, I think they've they've kind of gotten some ideas with that with the beer craft beer night and the military night um but if we can do something that kind of shocks everybody it doesn't have to be bad but it's like whoa and everybody starts talking about it we need something like that yeah yeah like something kind of outlandish something that no one else has done that gets people like come see this or you know what i mean yeah, yeah. like come and come and see type marketing yeah um for like a really big game and kind of build it up, some sort of rivalry, something, you know? Yeah, and you know what? Like, and honestly, nobody really gives a crap about fireworks. You know? Not anymore. No. Yeah. Okay, fire. Whoa, that's so cool. Well, nobody gives especially a crap. If, especially if you're not doing it yourself. That's part of the fun, the risk, you know? Exactly. Yeah, it's the only reason people give a crap about fireworks is blowing each other up. Or freaking shooting bottle rockets at each other. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but I think one thing they can do is they can they could go around town and interview people like, Hey, have you ever been to a battery game? Um, why not? Or, you know, yeah. what, why would you go? Um, is it a problem of distance? You know, cause Del. they don't have really many students hey. that go like, hold on, yeah. hold, hold, Hey, hold on. Dell. I don't, we're going to do it first. Unless Drew is listening right now. He's going to steal our idea and do it, but we'll see who beats the, beats the punch. Why don't you and I do it? You ask the questions and we'll just record it. I mean, we won't do it on YouTube or anything like that, but it'll be for the podcast. Yeah, like Man About Town. Yeah. Do you want to do it? 
Yeah. Okay. Um, next week. Okay. So, uh, episode 14 or 15, whatever, will be us. What day you have off? Uh, we'll talk about it. I mean, Perfect. we could go around different parts of town, maybe. No, I say I say we just go downtown. I say we go downtown to CFC and ask them why. <laughs> I think what we're going to do, too, is see, I'm going to see if I can talk to whoever is ahead. Like, I'm going to talk to Drew or whoever else. See if they'll give us some vouchers or something like that. I know they're not giving away tickets this season. Um, but it'd be really cool if they did because then what we'll do is we'll actually if we'll give them tickets to come and they'll be recorded saying they're going to come. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Um, and we'll give them E1 tickets because E1 has so much room and it's so much fun. Like it's a completely different experience. I understand for people that are older and have kids it can get a little rough um but for college students i think it's a perfect fit right yeah so yeah i mean um, there's gonna be different areas of the stadium that you know you can try and build them a little bit at a time in different ways but i think if we build, be, if we build be different markets we'll also want to figure out too why <clears throat> Why the majority of those kids, why the majority of college people, or not just college, but why the majority of those people in the center of Charleston do not come to Charleston Battery Games? We'll figure out yeah. some questions. We'll figure out, like, because I want to do, like, a five-question deal or, like, a four-question. I want to make this super simple, easy. I don't want people to feel like they're bum, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, regarded with a bunch of bull crap. Uh make it super simple easy we need the main questions of like why they're not coming do they even know who charleston battery is and if they do if they don't if they even like soccer who knows so maybe we'll find people i don't know i'm talking to mikey later on i think this week uh saturday maybe and he has a lot of contacts for the owners or not owners but the presidents of all the EPL soccer clubs that are in Charleston and talk to them also and try to figure out the main thing of this whole episode is trying to build community. Yeah, that, that was my idea a while back was to have the battery do and actually have like a Premier League night where everyone wears their Premier League, Premier League jersey and you could have all the clubs like the you know local Manchester United Club or Liverpool Club have a tent or a table and you could all meet up there. If you haven't met those people, you could sign up for the club. So you're also helping those local chapters build yeah. their chapter and they're helping the battery with, you know, fans and having that fun night. You know what? I think that's a great idea. I think what they should do is the same exact what I'm thinking about, what I can I'm envisioning it right now. I'm seeing tents right on the end lines or wherever the hell we can put them. You have your tent or your table that you can sign up, but all the extra, all the tickets are free for your members and your members right. all have to sit together. Every single member has to sit together in E1. Or other sections. I mean, nope. depends on how big no, it is. I, and they I can do chants no, against each other. See, that's where I disagree. I think that okay. if we, if you sit all the different EPL supporters 
in one section that they'll start realizing that we're rooting for one club. Yeah, you know I guess I'm that's saying? a different twist on because I'm talking about having like a whole stadium like EPL night where everyone wears your jerseys. But you could have the diehards, I guess. Yeah, but let's be honest. Like, I don't think that many people are going to be coming. Like, I, I, I would think, I would, I would, to be realistic, I would think maybe two hundred would probably come. Okay. You don't think so? I, don't, I've thought of different things too. Like, you could have people uh, at half, you know, at the halftime, have one person from each um, club like take shots or some sort of like PK or something. You know the well. Or some sort of competition. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll talk to Drew. Let's let's figure this out. We got okay. a lot of things to figure out. I want to make sure this happens because whatever works for us is definitely. I have a feeling will work for every other USL team. I've looked like apparently we're not the worst of attendance. We are actually in the middle, and looking at that is very discouraging because. Like, holy crap, we got to do whatever we can to save the USL because I really feel that the USL could possibly, potentially be better than MLS. How can we learn from the other clubs, the other USL teams? Well, honestly, I mean, the the only club that's freaking selling every time is Sacramento. Sacramento's got it, man. And Sacramento's doing pretty good, too. Yeah, and they're, I mean, that, that, that is a soccer city. Sacramento is freaking amazing. Well, I mean, I've also seen good things about soccer. Asheville. But I don't know. I guess they're not USL. What Nashville FC? No, Asheville. Oh, I don't even know. Yeah. So, yeah, Asheville City. Um, they're in, I guess, MPSL. Yep. The Premier Soccer yeah, League, yeah. National Premier yep. Soccer League. And nobody wants to talk about that though. But from what I hear, it's gonna be pretty exciting. If we don't get our shit together, then then the, then the U.S. Premier League is gonna is gonna destroy is and it's gonna take over in a couple years. I'm yeah. serious. A lot of people laugh. Oh, that's not gonna happen. Oh no no. For what they look like and what their goals are, if they can make and achieve those goals, USL will not. I mean, they're just gonna be a freaking basically a doorman to MLS. Yeah, check out uh, Asheville City SC on Twitter. They have some uh, great videos on there. They have some really cool stands as well at their uh, field. Hey, Dell, is there anything different? Dell, is there anything else that you want to add to this podcast? No, not unless you want to talk about the Premier League or upcoming battery games. We got I don't the know. I was kind of game was, next Wednesday. I, I don't know. I was kind of hoping Southampton was going to be relegated, but that's. Not I told you they weren't going to be Swansea. I know. I know. That was a good game, though. That was a good game. And then you are battling with uh, Tottenham and Chelsea for the last spot. Yeah, I don't for, really care about uh, that. Champions League. Don't really care. Don't care. Don't care. You don't care? Nope. Because um, we're going to make it. We're already in. We're already in. Okay. Um, I know that we, you know, whatever. We'll figure it out. Figure it out. I'm just right, trying yeah, to get excited. Tottenham I'm just trying has, to get excited about football again. So well, Tottenham has, uh, I guess, are they still good? They have 74, y'all have 72, and Chelsea has 70. Yeah. So you could pass Tottenham if they lost and you won. Yeah, yeah. 
We'll we're third fun. place. We're third. We're third. I think we're, we're third right now. Yep. We're, no, you're fourth. Yeah, yeah you're we're, two we're, we're, we're Tottenham. Yeah, I'm not even worried about that. We're in champions. I'm not. Gonna I just worry hope about Chelsea it. doesn't make it. I like they were that last game. They were complaining so much. Their fans. It was ridiculous. Well, I'm kind of done with Chelsea. I've got. I don't know. Like. I don't they know. were playing Huddersfield, Huddersfield and uh, the Chelsea fans were so upset about. I don't even, I don't even want to go into. Time. I don't even want to go into the Tottenham fans that freaking hang out at, at freaking Majorua at Park Circle because those guys yeah. are little pussies. Sorry, okay. yeah, I said that. I'm sorry, you guys. If you're listening, all you guys do is whine and complain and just sit in your little freaking soccer room. That's all you do. You don't mangle like mingle with. Any of the other clubs, like, but... Anyway, stay positive. Hold on. I am trying to stay positive, but all these guys do, it's just, they just sit in their little, like, soccer room, and then they don't say anything to anybody else, but yet they, what they do is they come back and they complain about everybody else that was at the bar. Yeah. And they've been doing that for years. It's so weird, man. It's so weird. Whatever. Like, I'm sure that, I'm not saying all of them, but it's just, Whatever. And then Arsenal fans, so, you guys. Uh, Champions League uh, final is 26th. Yes, and I've already, I already have my Liverpool flag flying in front of my house. So, hopefully that You feeling pretty good out. about it? I don't know. I don't know how I'm feeling. I'm feeling pretty even. Because if you look at it, we're both third in our freaking, in our leagues, right? Right now. We both lost the same amount in our leagues. So it's I I feel that it's gonna be it's it's any it, it really honestly is any any team's game it really is. Uh, Are you still going to Ukraine? Uh, well, no, because nobody will go with me. Okay. I would go if I could have a buddy go with me, but I can't go by myself. Yeah. So that could that could get rough. It could. Yeah. Kiev. What the fuck are you doing here? Donald Trump. And I'm like, no, I'm not Trump. I don't have blonde hair. I did the omaze.com thing where you can donate money to charity and possibly win uh, tickets to the game, but I haven't heard yet. Well, if you do, I'm going with you. <laughs> okay. Well, cool. Hey, you thanks, Del. If I, t- if I got it and didn't take you. I'd be really pissed. <laughs> Del, hey, I want to thank you so much for calling in. Well, not calling in. I, well, wait, you did call. Did you call? No, you or, called me. Right. <laughs> Anyways, I want to thank Del so much for being with us tonight. Accepting your call. And uh, it's been good. If you guys, we've been talking about it. If anybody, if any listeners have any ideas about how to build a community, we want to know. If any of the ideas that we talked about actually has helped you or you feel like it's helpful, helpful um, to you or to your group, let us know. We want to know. Uh, yeah, we how can they hear... let us know if they're listening? Yeah, we want to hear to. We want to hear to actually build this together. We're here to build a community of soccer together. So we're gonna leave it with. Hey, what should we? What? Give me a song, Dell, that we should drop this off with. Oh God! Come on, you're on the spot. Uh, I listen to Spotify a good bit. Um... I've been listening. Shoot. I've been listening to a lot of synth pop lately. Um, really? Yeah, I love it, dude. I love it. Night. Have you heard of this band called uh, uh, Time Cop 1983? 
They're freaking amazing. No. Oh my gosh, they're so good. All right, so we're gonna I end got a it. song for you. Yeah, well, we're gonna end it with Time Cop 1983 because Dell can't think of anything. Unless you I got a song. Now. It's uh, Matt Carney. What? Matt Carney. M A T K E A R N E Y. Just came out with a new album this week called Crazy Talk. Yeah. And there's a song called Money. All right. Well, we're gonna end it with both. So, there you go. That's your. How episode. can people let us know they're listening? Yeah, and you better email us at cmwpodcast at gmail.com. Gmail. Gmail. cmwpodcast at gmail.com. Well, that was Dell. So, I want to thank Dell so much for coming on, spending some time. And we're going to leave it here with whatever band that he said. I don't know. But some Time Cop 1983. Boom. There we go. This episode was basically community. How to build it. Some real estate stuff. Some advice. Whatever the hell you want to do. And then there you go. That's it. Hopefully next episode we will have everything we talked about. I just sent a text to the main guy. Drew, if you're listening, uh, send a text to you to see if we can set up a meeting for next week. And if what we talked about is doable. So if we can do that, I want to give you guys advice. Like if you are in a supporters club or whatever for any of your small town or small league uh, supporters group, we're going to see if this works, man. If this works... Try to see if you guys try it too. Alright? And let us know. Like, seriously, let us know. If you're listening to us, please. Please send us reviews. Because that's what Dell is saying. Like, just go on iTunes. Give us a review. Um, share this with your friends. Let's, let's build community together. Let's build community together. That's all we gotta do. So that's it. CMW. Episode 14 is over. Holla! I got so much other things to say, but I can't. Wait. Wait until next week. Something. <laughs> We're gonna wait till next week. Or like, whatever. Because I don't know if anybody's listening. You listening? They don't want to share this because people cussing on this thing. People cussing? Are you cussing? Not cousin, but cousin. Like, like I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna marry cousin my cousin. Well, I might marry cousin my cousin, but I mean, like, I ain't gonna share this cause your cousin. Saying, fucker, or shit, or asshole, or you're fucking, fucking asshole.
<laughs> you thought this was over. I'm going to play another one from Time Cop. It's called Dreams. Featuring Dana Jean Phoenix. Get into it. This is CMW. By the way, I just wanted to, you know, do my DJ career. Here you go. Check it out. (laughs) 